0: Introduction The War Scroll is a a nine-and-a-half-foot scroll with as many as 19 columns, found in Cave One at Qumran. It seems to be written as a sequel or expository to the eschatological war described in Dan 11-12. The author gives detailed instructions for a ritualized battle in which the Sons of Light, led by Michael, destroy the time, or the Sons of Darkness, led by Satan. Many scholars identify the time as an allusion to the Roman Empire. The War Scroll was one of the original seven scrolls found in Cave 1 by the Bedouin in 1947. The scroll has also been called The War Rule and The War of the Sons of Light against the Sons of Darkness. It was first published by Sukhenik in 1954 and was re edited as The Dead Sea Scrolls of the Hebrew University at Jerusalem, Hebrew University and Magnus Press, 1955. The War Scroll contains 19 columns and is written on five sheets. The end of the scroll is missing, but its beginning seems to be intact. At the bottom of the scroll there is damage and wear. The total length of the scroll in its present state is 9 feet, 8 inches. Since pieces of the scroll are worn away or missing, there are places within the translation where words are assumed to fit the flow of the sentence structure. These best-guess words are noted by parentheses. If there are too many words missing or the meaning cannot be ascertained, so that a best guess cannot be provided, the missing words are denoted with the symbols. The scroll is a mixture of apocalyptic and legal discussion. The scroll's main theological significance lies in the fact that this is a battle against the sons of light and the sons of darkness. Although most scholars believe the story is about good and evil, this in itself could allude to a struggle between the forces of life and death. In the end, God will intervene, conquer, and save his people. There are parallels to the books of Revelation and Daniel in the scroll and it is assumed that the author borrowed from Daniel as well as other material of the day, according to the date of the text's creation. All three books, Daniel, Revelations, and the War Scroll, share the common theme of life and light being victorious over evil and death. All point to the fact that the outcome is already known, however. Man must participate and is thus held culpable in the outcome. There is controversy over the date of the scroll. Some say that the scroll was written between 50 BC and 50 AD. Because this is after the Roman conquest around 63 BC but before the end of Herod's reign, 4 BC. Another view is that the scroll was written after 70 AD. And possibly as late as 135 AD. However, most agree the date must be some time after the Roman conquest because the author of the scroll describes the weapons and battle tactics of the Roman army. The Dead Sea, the War Scroll. The first attack of the Sons of Light will be initiated against the forces of the Sons of Darkness, which is the army of Blial. The troops are from Adam, Moab, the sons of Ammon, the Amalekites, Philistia, and the troops of the time of Isha. Supporting them are those who have violated the covenant. The sons of Levi, the sons of Judah, and the sons of Benjamin, and those exiled to the wilderness, will fight against them with against all their troops, when the exiles of the sons of light return from the wilderness of the peoples to camp in the wilderness of Jerusalem. Then after the battle they will go up from that place and battle the king of the time, and he shall enter into Egypt. In his time he will go out with great anger to do battle against the kings of the north, and in his anger he shall set out to destroy and eliminate the strength of Israel then there will be a time of salvation for the people of God, and a time of the dominion of all the men of his forces, and a time of eternal destruction for all the forces of Belial. There shall be great panic among the sons of Japheth, and Assyria shall fall with no one to come to his aid, and the supremacy of the kit time shall cease their wickedness and will be overcome without a single survivor. There shall be no survivors of all the sons of darkness. Then the sons of righteousness shall shine into all ends of the world and continuing to shine forth until end of the appointed seasons of darkness. Then at the time appointed by God, his great brilliance will shine for all of eternity for the peace and blessing, glory and joy, and long life of all sons of light. On the day when the kid time falls there will be a battle and horrible carnage before the God of Israel, for it is a day appointed by him from ancient times as a battle of destruction for the sons of darkness. On that day the congregation of the gods and the congregation of men shall engage one another and the outcome will be great carnage. The sons of light and the forces of darkness shall fight one another to show the strength of God with the roar of a great multitude and the shout of gods and men. It will be a day of disaster. It is a time of distress for all the people who are redeemed by God. Compared to all their afflictions, no day exists like this and it is hastening to its completion as an eternal redemption. On the day of their battle against the kit time, they shall go out to kill in battle. In three groups the sons of light will stand firm to strike a blow at wickedness, and in three parts the army of Bleal shall strengthen themselves to force the retreat of the forces of light. And when the banners of the infantry cause their hearts to melt, then the power of God will strengthen the hearts of the sons of light. In the seventh section, the great hand of God will overcome Blyal and all the angels under his control and all the men of his forces shall be destroyed forever. And this is the total destruction of the sons of darkness and service to God during the years of war. And the holy ones shall shine forth in support of the truth in the annihilation of the sons of darkness. Then a great roar preceded them when they took hold of the implements of war. And the chiefs of the tribes and the priests, of the tribe of the Vites, the chiefs of the tribes, The fathers of the congregation the priests and thus for the Levites and the courses of the heads of the procession will go forth. The number of the congregation's tribe family is fifty-two. They shall set in the rank the chiefs of the priests after the chief priest and his deputy. There will be twelve chief priests to serve in the regular offering before God. The chiefs of the courses will number twenty-six and shall serve in their courses. After them the chiefs of the Levites who serve continually will number twelve in all one to a tribe. The chiefs of their courses shall serve each man in his office. The chiefs of the tribes and fathers of the congregation shall support them, taking their posts continually at the gates of the sanctuary. The chiefs of their courses, from the age of fifty upwards, shall take their posts with their commissioners on their festivals, which are new moons and Sabbaths, and on every day of the year. These shall take their posts at the burnt offerings and sacrifices to arrange the sweet-smelling incense according to the will of God, in order to atone for all his congregation, and to satisfy themselves before him continually at the table of glory. All of these they shall arrange at the time of the year of remission. During the remaining thirty-three years of the war the men of renown, those called of the congregation, and all the heads of the congregation's family shall choose for themselves men of war for all the lands of the nations. They shall prepare capable men for themselves from all tribes of Israel to go out for battle according to the call to war draft, year by year. But during the years of remission they shall not ready men to go out for battle, for it is a Sabbath of rest for Israel. The war will be waged during the 35 years of service. For six years the entire congregation will wage it together. Then the war shall be waged with divisions during the 29 remaining years. In the first year they will fight against Mesopotamia. In the second the war will be fought against the sons of Lud. In the third they shall fight against the rest of the sons of Aram, which are As, Hal, Togo, and Mesha, who are beyond the Euphrates. In the fourth and fifth years they will battle against the sons of ab In the sixth and seventh year they shall fight against all the sons of Assyria and Persia and those of the east up to the great desert. In the eighth year they will fight against the sons of Elam in the ninth year they will fight against the sons of Ishmael and Keturah. And during the following ten years the war shall be divided against all the sons of Ham according to their families, tribes, and their territories. During the remaining ten years the war shall be divided against all sons of Japheth according to their territories. This is the rule of the trumpets, these are the trumpets of alarm for all their service for the armies of God and their commissioned men. The men will be set in divisions by tens of thousands and thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens. Upon the trumpets they will rely and upon the sounds of the trumpets, which they shall create for the different sounds of the trumpets of the battle formations, and the trumpets for assembling them when the gates of the war are opened so that the infantry will advance, and the trumpets for the signal of the slain, and the trumpets of the ambush, and the trumpets of pursuit when the enemy is vanquished and the trumpets of reassembly when the battle returns. On the trumpets for the assembly of the congregation they shall write, the called of God. On the trumpets for the assembly of the chiefs they shall write, the princes of God. On the trumpets of the formations they shall write, the rule of God. On the trumpets of the men of renown they shall write, the heads of the congregation's clans. Then when they are assembled at the house of meeting, they shall write, the testimonies of God for a holy congregation. On the trumpets of the camps they shall write, The peace of God in the camps of His saints. O and the trumpets for their campaigns they shall write, The mighty deeds O F God to scatter the enemy and to put all those who hate justice to flight and the withdrawal of mercy from all who hate God. On the trumpets of the battle formations they shall write, Formations of the divisions of God to avenge His anger on all sons of darkness. On the trumpets for assembling the infantry when the gates of war opened that they might go out against the battle line of the enemy, they shall write, A remembrance of requital at the appointed time of God. On the trumpets of the slain they shall write, The hand of the might of God in battle so as to bring down all the slain because of unfaithfulness. On the trumpets of ambush they shall write, Mysteries of God to wipe out wickedness. On the trumpets of pursuit they shall write, God has struck all of the sons of darkness, He shall not diminish His anger until they are annihilated. When they return from battle to enter the formation, they shall write on the trumpets of retreat, God has gathered. On the trumpets for the way of return from battle with the enemy to enter the congregation in Jerusalem, they shall write, The joy of God in a peaceful return. The description of the banners. This is the rule of the banners of the entire congregation according to their formations. On the grand banner which is at the head of all the people they shall write, people of God, the names Israel and Aaron, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel according to their order of birth. On the banners of the heads of the camps of three tribes they shall write, The Spirit of God, and the names of three tribes. On the banner of each tribe they shall write, Standard of God, and the name of the leader of the tribe and of its families. On the banner of the divisions of the ten thousand write the name of the leader of the ten thousand and the names of the chiefs of the army and his hundreds. On the banner of Merari they shall write, The offering of God, and the name of the leader of Merari, and the names of the chiefs of his thousands. On the banner of the thousand they shall write, The anger of God is loosed against Bleal and all the men of his forces, so that none remain, and the name of the chief of the thousand, and the names of the chiefs of his hundreds. And on the banner of the hundred they shall write, Hundred of God, the power of war against a sinful flesh, and the name of the chief of the hundred, and the names of the chiefs of his tens. And on the banner of the fifty they shall write, The might of God have ended the stand of the wicked, and the name of the chief of the fifty, and the names of the chiefs of his tens. On the banner of the thousand they shall write, The anger of God is loosed against Bleal and all the men of his forces so that none remain. When they go to battle they shall write on their banners, The truth of God, the righteousness of God, the glory of God, the justice of God, and after these the list of their names in full. When they draw near for battle they shall write on their banners, the right hand of God, the appointed time of God, the tumult of God, the slain of God. After these things, write their names in full. When they return from battle they shall write on their banners, the exaltation of God, the greatness of God, the praise of God, the glory of God, with their names in full. The rule of the banners of the congregation, when they set out to battle they shall write on the first ban, the congregation of God. On the second banner right, the camps of God, on the third right, the tribes of God, on the fourth right, the families of God, on the fifth right, the divisions of God, on the sixth right, the congregation of God, on the seventh right, those called by God, and on the eighth right, the army of God. They shall write their names in full with all their order. When they come near for battle they shall write on their banners, the battle of God, the recompense of God, the cause of God, the reprisal of God, the power of God, the retribution of God, the might of God, the destruction of all the prideful nations by God. And their names in full they shall write upon them. When they return from battle they shall write on their banners, the deliverance of God, the victory of God, the help of God, the support of God, the joy of God, the thanksgivings of God, the praise of God, and the peace of God. The length of the banners. The banner of the entire congregation shall be 14 cubits long. The banner of three tribes shall be 13 cubits long. The banner of a tribe, 12 cubits. The banner of 10,000, 11 cubits. The banner of a thousand shall be 10 cubits. The banner of a hundred shall be 9 cubits. The banner of a group of 50 shall be 8 cubits. The banner of a group of 10 shall be 7 cubits and on the shield of the leader of the entire nation they shall write his name, the names Israel, Levi, and Aaron, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel according to their order of birth, and the names of the twelve chiefs of their tribes. The description of the arming and deployment of the divisions. This is the rule for arranging the divisions for war when their army is complete to make up the forward battle line, the battle line shall be formed of one thousand men. There shall be seven forward rows to each battle line. Arranged in order. The station of each man will be behind his fellow. All of them shall bear shields of bronze, polished like a face mirror. The shield shall be bound with a border of woven work and a design of loops, the work of a skillful workman consisting of gold, silver, and bronze bound together and jewels in a multicolored brocade. It is the work of a skillful workman, artistically done. The length of the shield shall be two and a half cubits, and its breadth a cubit and a half. In their hands, they can hold a lance and a sword. The length of the lance shall be seven cubits, of which the socket and the blade constitute half a cubit. On the socket there shall be three bands engraved as a border of woven work of gold, silver, and copper bound together like an artistically designed work. And in the loops of the design, on both sides of the band all around, shall be precious stones, a multicolored brocade, the work of a skillful workman, artistically done, and an ear of grain. The socket shall be grooved between the bands like a column, artistically done. The blade shall be of shining white iron, the work of a skillful workman, artistically done, and an ear of grain of pure gold inlaid in the blade. The blade will be tapered towards the point. The swords shall be of refined iron, purified in the furnace and polished like a face mirror, the work of a skillful workman, artistically done, with figures of ears of grain of pure gold embossed on both sides. The borders shall go straight to the point, two on each side. The length of the sword shall be a cubit and a half, and its width four fingers. The scabbard shall be four thumbs wide and four hand breadths up to the scabbard. The scabbard shall be tied on either side with thongs of five hand breadths. The handle of the sword shall be of choice horn, the work of a skillful workman, of colored design with gold and silver and precious stones. And when the troops take their stand, they shall arrange seven battle lines one behind the other and there shall be a space between the lines, 30 cubits, where the infantry shall stand the infantry forward and they shall sling seven times, and return to their position. After them, three divisions of infantry shall advance and stand between the battle lines. The first division shall heave into the enemy battle line seven battle spears. On the blade of the first spear they shall write, Flash of a spear for the strength of God. On the second weapon they shall write, missiles of blood to make fall the slain by the wrath of God. On the third spear they shall write, The blade of a sword devours the slain of wickedness by the judgment of God. Each of these they shall throw seven times and then return to their position. After these, two divisions of infantry shall march forth and stand between the two battle lines. The first division will be equipped with a spear and a shield and the second division with a shield and a sword, to bring down the slain by the judgment of God. To subdue the battle line of the enemy by the power of God, and to render recompense for their evil for all the prideful and arrogant nations. So the kingship shall belong to the God of Israel, and for the holy ones of his people he shall act powerfully. The description of the deployment of the cavalry. Seven rows of horsemen shall also take position at the right and at the left of the battle line. Their ranks shall be positioned on both sides, seven hundred horsemen on one side and seven hundred on the other. 200 horsemen shall go out with 1,000 men of the battle line of the infantry, and they shall take position on all sides of the camp. The total being 4,600 men, and 1,400 cavalry for the entire army arranged for the battle line. 50 for each battle line. The horsemen with the cavalry of the men of the entire army, will be 6,000 made up by 500 to a tribe. All the cavalry that go out to battle with the infantry shall ride stallions that are swift, responsive, unrelenting, mature, trained for battle, and accustomed to hearing noises and seeing all kinds of scenes. Those who ride them shall be men capable in battle, trained in horsemanship, the range of their age from thirty to forty-five years. The head horsemen of the army shall be from forty to fifty years old, and they shall wear helmets and greaves, shin protectors. Carrying in their hands round shields and a lance eight cubits long, and a bow and arrows and battle spears, all of them prepared in accordance to instructions to shed the blood of their guilty slain. These are the instructions of the horsemen. The recruitment and age of the soldiers. The men of the army shall be from forty to fifty years old. The commissioners of the camps shall be from fifty to sixty years old. The officers shall also be from forty to fifty years old. All those who strip the slain, Plunder the spoil, cleanse the land, guard the arms, and he who prepares the provisions, all these shall be from twenty-five to thirty years old. No youth, nor woman shall enter their encampments from the time they leave Jerusalem to go to battle until their return. No one tripled, blind, nor lame, nor a man who has a permanent blemish on his skin, or a man affected with ritual uncleanness of his flesh. None of these shall go with them to battle all of them shall be volunteers for battle, pure of spirit and flesh, and prepared for the day of vengeance. Any man who is not ritually clean in respect to his genitals on the day of battle shall not go down with them into battle, for holy angels are present with their army. There shall be a distance between all the camps and a latrine of about two thousand cubits, and no shameful nakedness shall be seen in the areas of all the camps. The Ministry of the Priests and Vites When the battle line are arrayed against the enemy battle line shall be seven priests that will go through from the middle opening into the gap between the battle lines. The priests will be of the sons of Aaron, dressed in fine white linen garments, consisting of a linen tunic and linen breeches, and girded with a linen sash of twined fine linen of violet, purple, and crimson, and a multicolored colored sign and decorated caps on their heads. And the garments for battle shall be the work of a skillful workman and they shall not take them into the sanctuary. The one priest shall walk before all the men of the battle line to encourage them for battle. In the hands of the remaining six shall be the trumpets of assembly, the trumpets of memorial, the trumpets of the alarm, the trumpets of pursuit, and the trumpets of reassembly. When the priests go out into the gap between the battle lines, seven Levites shall go out with them. In their hands shall be seven trumpets of ram's horns. Three officers from among the Levites shall walk before the priests and the Levites. The priests shall blow the two trumpets of assembly. And there shall proceed men, with the words of, Battle upon fifty shields, and fifty infantrymen shall go out from the one gate and the Levites, officers. With each battle line they shall go out according to all if the orders given. The men of the infantry shall go out from the gates and they shall take position between the two battle lines, and join the battle. Then the priests shall raise the trumpets and shall blow continually to direct the slingmen until they have completed hurling seven times. Afterwards the priests shall blow on the trumpets of return, and they shall go along the side of the first battle line to take their position. The priests shall blow on the trumpets of assembly, and the three divisions of infantry shall go out from the gates and stand between the battle lines, and beside them the cavalrymen, sat the right and at the left. The priests shall blow on their trumpets a level note, signals for the order of battle. And the columns shall be deployed into their formations, each to his position. When they have positioned themselves in three formations, the priests shall blow for them a second signal, a low legato note, signals for advance, until they come near the battle line of the enemy and take hold of their weapons. Then the priests shall blow on the six trumpets of the slain a sharp staccato note to direct the battle. And the Levites and all the people with Rumshorns horns shall blow a great battle alarm together in order to melt the heart of the enemy. With the sound of the alarm, the battle spears shall fly out to bring down the slain. Then the sound of the rams' horns shall quiet, but on the trumpets the priests shall continue to blow a sharp staccato note to direct the signals of battle until they have hurled into the battle line of the enemy seven times. Afterwards, the priests shall blow for them the trumpets of retreat, a low note, level and legato, smooth. According to this rule the priests shall blow for the three divisions when the first day division throws the priests and the levites and all the people withram's horns shall blow a great alarm to direct the battle until they have hurled seven times afterwards the priests shall on the trumpets of retreat blow for them and they shall take their stand in their positions in the battle line and shall take up position in front of the slain and all the people withram's horns shall blow a very loud battle alarm and as the sound goes out their hands shall begin to bring down the slain, and all the people shall quiet the sound of alarm, but the priests shall continue sounding on the trumpets of the slain to direct the fighting, until the enemy is defeated and turns and retreat. The priests shall blow the alarm to direct the battle, and when they have been defeated before them, the priests shall blow the trumpets of assembly, and all the infantry shall go out to them from the midst of the front battle lines and stand. Six divisions in addition to the division which is engaged in battle, altogether, seven battle lines, 28,000 soldiers, and 6,000 horsemen. All these shall pursue in order to destroy the enemy in God's battle. A total annihilation. The priests shall blow for them the trumpets of pursuit, and they shall divide themselves for a pursuit of annihilation against all the enemy. The cavalry shall push the enemy back at the flanks of the battle until they are destroyed. When the slain have fallen, The priests shall continue blowing from afar and shall not enter into the midst of the slain so as to be defiled by their unclean blood, for they are holy. They shall not allow the oil of their priestly anointment to be profaned with the blood of the vainglorious nations. The description of the maneuvers of the battle divisions. This is the rule for changing the order of the battle divisions, in order to arrange their position against the enemy in a pincer movement and towers, line, arc, and towers, and as it draws slowly forward, then the columns and the flanks go out from the two sides of the battle line that the enemy might become discouraged. The shields of the soldiers of the towers shall be three cubits long, and their lances eight cubits long. The towers shall go out from the battle line with one hundred shields on a side. They shall surround the tower on the three frontmost sides, three hundred shields in all. There shall be three gates to a tower, one on the right and one on the left. Upon all the shields of the tower soldiers they shall write, on the first, Michael, and on the second, Gabriel, on the third, Cyril, and on the fourth, Raphael. Michael, and, Gabriel, on the right, and, Raphael, and, Cyril, on the left. And, push the enemy, to the four, th, side. They shall establish an ambush for the battle line of, three sides, and they shall fall on the slain, of our camps, and to keep ourselves from any shameful nakedness, and he, Moses, told us that you are in our midst. And you are a great and awesome God, plundering all of our enemies before us. He taught us from the times of old throughout generations, saying, When you approach the battle, the priest shall stand and speak unto the people, saying, Here zero Israel, you are approaching the battle against your enemies today. Do not be afraid nor faint-hearted. Do not tremble, nor be terrified because of them, for your God goes with you, to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. Our officers shall speak to all those prepared for battle, those of willing heart, to strengthen them by the might of God, to turn back all who have lost heart, and to strengthen all the valiant warriors together. They shall recount that which you have spoken by the hand of Moses, saying, And when there is a war in your land against the adversary who attacks you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets that you might be remembered before your God and be saved from your enemies who is like you. God of Israel, in heaven and on earth, that he can perform like you do with your great works and your great strength. Who is like your people Israel, whom you have chosen for yourself from all the peoples of the lands? They are people sanctified by the covenant, learned in the statutes, enlightened in understanding. Those who hear the glorious voice and see the holy angels, whose ears are open to hearing deep things. God, you have created the expanse of the skies, the host of the stars, luminaries, the work of spirits and the dominion of holy ones, the treasures of your glory in the clouds. He who created the earth and the limits of her divisions into wilderness and plains, and autumn, winter, and spring with its fruits, the circle of the seas, the sources of the rivers, and the rift of the deeps, wild beasts and winged creatures, the form of man and the generations of his seed, the confusion of language and the separation of peoples, the abode of families which have the inheritance of the lands, and holy festivals, courses of years and times of eternity. Only these we know from your understanding which you have taught us. And your ears listen to our cry, for the protection of this house. Truly the battle is yours, and by the strength of your hand their corpses have been broken to pieces, without anyone to bury them. Indeed, Goliath the Gittite, a mighty man of valor, you delivered into the hand of David, your servant, because he trusted in your great name and not in sword and spear. For the battle is yours. He subdued the Philistines many times by your holy name. Also by the hand of our kings you rescued us many times because of your mercy. Not according to our works, for we have acted wickedly, nor for the acts of our rebelliousness. The battle is yours, the strength is from you, it is not our own. Neither our power nor the strength of our hand have done valiantly but rather by your power and the strength of your great valour. Just as you told us in time past, saying, There shall come forth a star out of Jacob, a sceptre shall rise out of Israel, and shall crush the forehead of Moab and tear down all sons of Sheth the noisy boasters, and he shall descend on Jacob and shall destroy the remnant from the city, and the enemy shall be a possession, and Israel shall do valiantly. By the hand of your anointed ones, seers of things appointed. You have told us about the times of the wars of your hands in order that you may glorify yourself and fight among our enemies to bring down the hordes of Pleal, the seven nations of empty, boasting, prideful nations, at the hand of the oppressed whom you have redeemed with power and retribution, and wondrous strength. A heart that melts shall be as a door of hope. You will do to them as you did to Pharaoh and the officers of his chariots in the Red Sea. You will ignite the humble of spirit like a fiery torch of fire in a sheaf, consuming the wicked. You shall not turn back until the annihilation of the guilty. In time past you foretold the appointed time for your hand is powerful work against the kit time, saying, "And Assyria shall fall by a sword not of man, and a sword, not of men, shall consume him. For into the hand of the oppressed you will deliver the enemies of all the lands into the hands of those who are prostrate in the dust in order to bring down almighty men of faithless peoples, to return the recompense of the wicked on the head of the guilty, to pronounce the fair judgment of your truth on all sons of man, and to make for yourself an everlasting name among the people. Give us victory in wars, and to show yourself great and holy before the remnant of the nations, so that they may know that you are God when you carry out judgments on Gog and on all his company that are assembled all around us. For you will do battle against them from the heavens, and heap upon them for confusion. For you have a multitude of holy ones in the heavens and hosts of angels in your exalted dwelling to praise your name. The chosen ones of the holy people you have established for yourself in a community. The number and the book of the names of all their host is with you in your holy dwelling, and the number of the holy ones is in the abode of your glory. Mercies of blessing is with them, and your covenant of peace you engraved for them with the stylus of life in order to reign over them for all time, commissioning the hosts of your elect by their thousands and tens of thousands together with your holy ones and your angels, and directing them in battle so as to condemn the earthly adversaries by trial with your judgments. With the elect of heaven they shall prevail. And you, zero God, are awesome in the glory of your dominion and the company of your holy ones is in our midst for eternal support. We shall direct our contempt at kings, derision and disdain at mighty men. For the Lord is holy, and the King of glory is with us together with the holy ones. Mighty men and a host of angels are with our commissioned forces. The hero of war is with our company, and the host of his spirits is with our steps. Our horse riders are as the clouds and as the mist covering the earth and as a steady downpour shedding judgment on all her offspring. Rise up, hero, take your captives, zero glorious one, take your plunder, zero you who do valiantly. Lay your hand upon the neck of your enemies, and your foot upon the backs of the slain. Crush the nations, your adversaries, and may your sword devour guilty flesh. Fill your land with glory, and your inheritance with blessing. An abundance of cattle in your fields, silver and gold and precious stones in your palaces. Zero Zion, rejoice greatly, and shine with joyful songs. Zero Jerusalem. Rejoice, all you cities of Judah, open your gates forever that the wealth of the nations might be brought to you, and their kings shall serve you. David was king and his praise was to ring out, Shine, all they that oppressed you shall bow down to you, and the dust of your feet they shall lick. Daughters of my people shout out with a voice of joy, Adorn yourselves with ornaments of glory rule over the kingdom, and Israel to reign eternally. Then the mighty men of war, zero Jerusalem be exalted above the heavens, zero Lord, and let your glory be above all the earth. The blessings of the war recited by all the leaders after the victory. And then the chief priests shall stand and his brothers the priests, the Levites, and all the elders of the army with him. They shall bless from their position, the God of Israel and all his works of truth. And they shall curse Bleal there, and all the spirits of his forces. And they shall say response: Blessed is the God of Israel for all his holy purpose and his works of truth. And blessed are those who serve him righteously, who know him by faith. And cursed is Bleal for his contentious purpose, and accursed for his reprehensible rule. And cursed are all the spirits of his lot for their wicked purpose. Accursed are they for all their filthy, dirty service, for they are the lot of darkness. But the lot of God is light eternal. You are the God of our fathers. We bless your name forever, for we are an eternal people. You made a covenant with our fathers, and will establish it for their seed throughout the ages of eternity. In all the testimonies of your glory, there has been remembrance of your kindness in our midst as an assistance to the remnant and the survivors for the sake of your covenant and to recount your works of truth and the judgments of your wondrous strength. And you, zero God, created us for yourself as an eternal people, and into the lot of light you cast us in accordance with your truth. You are appointed the prince of light from of old to assist us, for in his lot are all sons of righteousness and all spirits of truth are in his dominion. You yourself made Bleal for the pit, an angel of malevolence, his dominion is in darkness and his counsel is to condemn and convict. All the spirits of his lot are the angels of destruction who walk in accord with the rule of darkness, for it is their only desire but we, in the lot of your truth, rejoice in your mighty hand. We rejoice in your salvation, and revel in your help and your peace. Who is like you in strength, zero God of Israel, and yet your mighty hand is with the oppressed? What angel or prince is like you for your effectual support, for of old you appointed for yourself a day of great battle to support truth and to destroy iniquity, to bring darkness low and to lend might to light, and for an eternal stand, And to annihilate all the sons of darkness and bring joy to all the sons of light for you yourself designated us for an appointed time like the fire of his fury against the idols of Egypt. The blessings of the war recited by all the leaders in the morning before the battle. After they have withdrawn from the slain to enter the camp, all of them shall sing the hymn of return. In the morning they shall wash their clothes, cleanse themselves of the blood of the sinful bodies and return to the place where they had stood, where they had formed the battle line before the slain of the enemy fell. There they shall all bless the God of Israel and together they shall joyously exalt his name. They shall say in response, Blessed is the God of Israel, who guards loving kindness for his covenant and the appointed times of salvation for the people he redeems. He has called those who stumble unto wondrous accomplishments, and he has gathered a congregation of nations for annihilation without remnant in order to raise up in judgment he whose heart has melted, to open a mouth for the dumb to sing God's mighty deeds, and to teach feeble hands warfare. He gives those whose knees shake strength to stand, and strengthens those who have been beaten from the hips to the shoulder. Among the poor in spirit there is not a hard heart, and by those whose way is perfect shall all wicked nations come to an end. There will be no place for all their mighty men. But we are the remnant of your people. Blessed is your name, zero God of loving kindness, the one who kept the covenant for our forefathers. Throughout all our generations you have made your mercies wondrous for the remnant of the people during the dominion of Bliel. With all the mysteries of his hatred they have not led us astray from your covenant. His spirits of destruction you have driven away from us. And when the men of his dominion condemned themselves, you have preserved the lives of your redeemed. You raised up the small fallen by your strength, but those who are great in height you will cut down to humble them. And there is no rescuer for all their mighty men, and no place of refuge for their swift ones. To their honoured men you will return shame, and all their vain existence shall be as nothing. But we, your holy people, shall praise your name for your works of truth because of your mighty deeds we shall exalt your splendor in epochs and appointed times of eternity, at the beginning of day, at night and at dawn and dusk. For your glorious purposes great and your wondrous mysteries are in your high heavens, to raise up those for yourself from the dust and to humble those of the gods. Rise up, rise up, zero God of gods, and raise yourself in power, zero King of kings, and let all the sons of darkness scatter from before you, Let the light of your majesty shine forever upon gods and men, as a fire burning in the dark places of the damned. Let it burn the damned of Shil, who are eternal burning among the transgressors throughout all the appointed times of eternity. They shall repeat all the thanksgiving hymns of battle there and then return to their camps. For it is a time of distress for Israel, a fixed time of battle against all the nations. The purpose of God is eternal redemption and annihilation for all nations of wickedness. All those prepared for battle shall set out in camp opposite the king of the kit time and all the forces of Briel that are assembled with him for a day of vengeance by the sword of God. Then the chief priest shall stand, and with him his brothers the priests, the vites, and all the men of the army. He shall read aloud the prayer for the appointed time of battle, as is written in the book single quote the rule of his time, including all the words of their thanksgivings then he shall form the all the battle lines, as written in the book of the war. Then the priest appointed for the time of vengeance by all his brothers shall walk about and encourage them for the battle, and he shall say in response, Be strong and courageous as warriors. Fear not, nor be discouraged and let not your heart be faint. Do not panic, neither be alarmed because of them. Do not turn back nor flee from them. For they are a wicked congregation, all their deeds are in darkness it is their desire. They have established all their refuge in a lie, their strength is as smoke that vanishes, and all their vast assembly is as chaff which blows away, and they will become a desolation, and shall not be found. Every creature of greed shall wither quickly away like a flower at harvest time. Come, strengthen yourselves for the battle of God, for this day is an appointed time of battle for God against all the nations and bring judgment upon all flesh. The God of Israel is raising his hand in his wondrous strength against all the spirits of wickedness and the mighty ones of the gods are girding themselves for battle, and the formations of the holy ones are readying themselves for a day of vengeance against the God of Israel, but he will hasten to remove Bliel in his head until every source of him is come to an end. For the God of Israel has called out a sword against all the nations, and by the holy ones of his people he will do mightily. They shall carry out all the rule on that day at the place where they stand opposite the camps of the kid time. Then the priests shall blow for them the trumpets of remembrance. The gates of war shall open, and the infantry shall go out and stand in columns between the battle lines. And stand in the gap. The priests shall blow for them a signal for the formation and the columns shall deploy at the sound of the trumpets until each man has taken his station. Then the priests shall blow for them a second signal which is the signal for confrontation. When they stand near the battle line of the kit time, within throwing range, each man shall raise his hand with his weapon of war. Then the six priests shall blow on the trumpets of the slain a sharp staccato note to direct the fighting. The Lulvites and the all the people with Ram's horns shall blow a battle signal, a loud noise. As the sound goes forth, the infantry shall begin to bring down the slain of the kit time, and all the people shall cease the signal. That the priests shall continue blowing on the trumpets of the slain, and the battle shall prevail against the kick time. The final battle, the second engagement. When Bleal prepares himself to assist the sons of darkness, and the slain among the infantry begin to fall by God's mysteries, to test by these mysteries and all those appointed for battle, the priests shall blow the trumpets of assembly so that another battle line might go forth as a battle reserve, and they shall take up position between the battle lines for those employed in battle they shall blow a signal to return. Then the chief priest shall approach and stand before the battle line, and shall encourage their heart by the wondrous might of God and fortify their hands for his battle. And he shall say in response, Blessed is God, for he tests the heart of his people in the crucible. And do not worry about your slain. For you have obeyed, from of old, the mysteries of God. Now as for you, take courage and stand in the gap, Do not fear when God strengthens you, for in the land he shall appoint their retribution with burning for those tested by the crucible. He shall sharpen the implements of war, and they shall not become blunt until all the nations of wickedness come to an end. But, as for you, remember the judgment of Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, by whose judgment God showed himself holy before all the people. But Elisa and Itamar he preserved for himself for an eternal covenant of priesthood. But, as for you, take courage and do not fear them, for their end is emptiness and their desire is for the void. Their support is without strength and they do not know that from the God of Israel is all that is and that will be. He alone is in all which exists for eternity. Today is his appointed time to subdue and to humiliate the prince of the realms of wickedness. He will send eternal support to the company of his redeemed by the power of the majestic angel of the authority of Michael by eternal light he shall joyfully light up the covenant of Israel peace and blessing for the lot of God to exalt the authority of Michael among the gods and the dominion of Israel among all flesh. Righteousness shall rejoice on high, and all the sons of his truth shall rejoice in eternal knowledge. But as for you, zero sons of his covenant, take courage in God's crucible, until he shall wave his hand and complete his fiery trials. His mysteries concerning your existence the final battle the third engagement. And after these words, the priests shall blow for them a signal to form the divisions of the battle line. The columns shall be deployed at the sound of the trumpets, until each man has taken his station. Then the priests shall blow another signal on the trumpets, that either signal for confrontation. When the infantry has approached the battle line of the kit time, within throwing range, each man shall raise his hand with his weapon. Then the priests shall blow on the trumpets of the slain and the Levites and all the people with ram's horns shall sound a signal for battle. The infantry shall attack the army of the kit time, and as the sound of the signal goes forth, they shall begin to bring down their slain. Then all the people shall cease the sound of the signal, while the priests continuously blow on the trumpets of the slain, and the battle prevails against the kit time, and the troops of Bliol are defeated before them. Thus in the third lot, the army are destined to fall slain. Authors note, the sections of the final battle involving the fourth, fifth, and sixth engagements are not legible. The Codex has large pieces missing. Nothing of these engagements is preserved. The final battle the seventh engagement. And in the seventh lot, the great hand of God shall be lifted up against Bleal and against all the forces of his dominion for an eternal slaughter. The shout of the holy ones will go forth when they pursue Assyria. Then the sons of Japheth shall fall, never to rise again, and the Kittim shall be crushed without remnant or survivor. So the God of Israel shall raise his hand against the entire multitude of Bliol. At that time the priest shall sound a signal on the six trumpets of remembrance, and all the battle formations shall be gathered to them and divide against all the camps of the Kittim to completely destroy them. And when the sun hastens to set on that day, the chief priest and the priests and the levites who are with him, and the chiefs of the battle lines and the men of the army shall bless the God of Israel there. They shall say in response, Blessed is your name, zero God of gods, for you have done wondrous things for your people, and have kept your covenant for us from of old. Many times you have opened the gates of salvation for us for the sake of your covenant. And you provided for our affliction in accord with your goodness toward us. You, zero God of righteousness, have acted for the sake of your name. Thanksgiving for final victory. You have done wonders upon wonders with us, but from times of old there has been nothing like it, for you have known our appointed time. Today your power has shined forth for us, and you have shown us the hand of your mercies with us in eternal redemption, in order to remove the dominion of the enemy, that it might be no more. This is the hand of your strength. In Batty, you shall show yourself strong against our enemies for an absolute slaughter. Now the day is pressing upon us to pursue their multitude, for you go before us and the heart of warriors you have broken so that no one is able to stand. Yours is the might, and the battle is in your hand, and there is no god like you. are and the appointed times of your way, and reprisal your enemies, and you will cut off from. And we shall direct our contempt at kings and our derision and disdain at mighty men. For our majestic one is holy. The king of glory is with us and the host of his spirits is with our steps. Our horsemen are as the clouds and as the mist covering the earth. As a steady downpour shedding judgment on all her offspring. Rise up, zero hero, take your captives, zero glorious one, and take your plunder, zero you who do valiantly. Lay your hand upon the neck of your enemies and your foot upon the backs of the slain. Crush the nations, your adversaries, and let your sword devour flesh. Fill your land with glory, and your inheritance with blessing. An abundance of cattle is in your fields, silver and gold in your palaces. Zero Zion, rejoice greatly, and rejoice, all you cities of Judah. Open your gates forever, so that the wealth of the nations might be brought to you, and their kings shall serve you. All they that oppressed you shall bow down to you, and they shall lick the dust of your feet. Zero daughters of my people, burst out with a voice of joy. Adorn yourselves with ornaments of glory, and rule over the kingdom of the Kittim. Your and Israel for an eternal dominion. Ceremony after the final battle. Then they shall gather in the camp at night for rest until the morning. In the morning they shall come to the place of the battle line, where the mighty men of the Kittime fell as well as the multitude of Assyria, and the forces of all the nations that were assembled unto them, to see whether the multitude of slain are dead with none to bury them. Those who fell there by the sword of God. And the high priest shall approach there with his deputy, his brothers the priests, and the Levites with the leader of the battle, and all the chiefs of the battle lines and their officers, and they shall come together. When they stand before the slain of the time, they shall praise there the God of Israel. And they shall say in response, Glory to God Most High.